Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture podcast. This week's episode continues our very special coverage of the midterm elections. So, to those of you who are disappointed when we don't spend the entire episode wallowing in vulgarity, you're probably an idiot. But that's fine. So am I. So are a lot of people. It's us Cretans who need these informative installments the most so that we don't walk into the voting booth and just doodle obscene caricatures on the ballot. These episodes are here to help the intellectually challenged voting block of which I consider myself a member. And it's in that spirit that we spoke with Democrat Nancy Boyda at Lawrence High School. Shortly after she addressed some students, Nancy is running to represent Kansas's second congressional district in the United States House of Representatives. This is her second stab at Republican Jim Ryan's seat, and she's decided to run this most recent campaign as a grassroots populist outsider. Without further ado, Nancy Boyda. First of all, Nancy Boyda, thank you very much for joining us here at Lawrence.com. What are some of the challenges that you as a grassroots candidate faces running for federal office in Kansas? Um, Actually, there haven't been that many challenges. It's gone uh, a lot easier than trying to let Washington, D.C. tell me what to do. So this campaign has been much more enjoyable. People are ready for it. Um, Trying to think about the challenges. Fundraising is always a challenge, but fundraising has gone okay. When you're doing it at grassroots, um, you don't need you don't need the big money, and that's just the whole point of this thing. Now, I never stop fundraising, and I'm tenacious, so it the money doesn't just pour in, um, but it's it goes okay. And you've sort of eschewed getting money from uh, Washington D.C. Democrats, is that right? I haven't asked. You haven't. You haven't I refused have, it, but no, you no, haven't no, no, actively I haven't refused it. it. If somebody wants to go on my behalf, um, you know, and, and ask for for money, then I'll do exactly what my mother taught me to do, and that's to say thank you very much, very graciously. But I haven't been to Washington, and I made a decision that I'm not going to get on a plane and go do the fundraising thing and go do the Washington game. So um, there's been some money that's come across. And I've said thank you for it. Have you been in contact at all with... D-Trip? Yeah, D-Trip or uh, DNC? Mm-mm. No? No Howard I, well, Dean, no Rahm Emanuel? No. When I, when, I, um, when I decided to run, I called and left a message for Rahm and uh, a message for Steny Hoyer, who was the Democratic whip, who supported me last time. And, you know, I certainly wanted to... I don't want to do anything to burn bridges... And I let them know that I was running again and talked to Steny for a little while. Rom never called back. And um, yeah, that's, been, that's been it. What about the state Democrats, the Kansas state Democrats? They've uh, been good. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're happy to have a, just an exciting campaign and um, something that's different and really Kansas-based. So, Been in contact with the governor at all? She did a fundraiser for me uh, last Tuesday. Okay. Had a, a good event, a couple hundred people there. And out of this Metro Castle in Topeka that's very, very cool. 1873 Castle. Back back Mm -hmm. to the Gilded Age you were referring to. Mm -hmm. What's changed in the last two years Mm. between when you last ran against Jim Ryan and what makes you think that you have a better shot this time at unseating Jim Ryan? Everything has changed. Um, First of all, starting with name recognition makes a huge difference. So not having to 
you know, let, not having to show that I'm a credible, viable candidate go right into, into the campaigning makes a big difference right there. Um, that people are in a vastly different frame of mind. Uh, the whole, as I was saying to the kids, the whole I'm going to stand up and, and talk about family values is just ringing very, very hollow on people's ears right now. And there's a, there's a lot of disappointment. They put a lot of hope in these people who appear to be good people. Um, and there's, I think right now in our polls, we have about 17% undecided. And I think those are the people who are just sitting there going, you know, I'm, I don't know what to think anymore. Um, that's a high number of undecided at this point in a campaign. But um, so everybody's in a different frame of mind. The, the third thing that's different is the campaign. And I think that makes a big difference. The fact that we're running a non-traditional, non-Washington campaign. The voters are not stupid. People think that you can give them all of this rhetoric, and sooner or later they get beyond it. So they're sensing that this is not a Washington campaign and it's grassroots, and that's making a big difference. Uh, you mentioned your polls, and you seem very bullish about your own mm -hmm. polls. Do you see yourself ahead right now, or is it uh, just as, as everything around the country is right now very neck and neck? Very, very neck and neck. The latest poll had us at, um, I'm at 40.0, he's at 42.6, with a margin of error of 3.9. Statistical data. So, yeah, we're right there. But the interesting thing is, we haven't been up on TV, we've done a little bit of radio, and we've put out those brochures, but we haven't started, really, the media part of our campaign. For four and a half weeks, this man has been pounding on me with negative, negative, negative campaigning, and um, he hasn't moved his numbers. So, hallelujah is all I can say. <laughs> and you would have expected to see me drop as much as 10 points. We could have recovered most of that, hopefully. But after a month and a half of unanswered television, we go up on television today, a month and a half of unanswered television, plus robocalls, those you know automated calls, yeah. plus he put out a negative flyer on me, um, we were shocked. We were shocked. I was prepared for seeing us you know, down by five to, to ten points mm -hmm. um, and felt that that would not be a problem. So of the 17% that's undecided, I, I feel like we're going to get the majority, and certainly maybe a good-sized majority of those. Do you think that the Mark Foley scandal is having an impact on your race in particular? And do you think it is going to impact those undecided voters? And just in a larger sense, what do you think the, yeah. that scandal says about the current Republican Party? Yeah. I think it does have an impact. Um, the press, I don't make a big point of it. it. What happened was, I think, just so painful for the, the kids and the parents, but I think it's just painful for our country as well. So the last thing that I want to do is politicize this. Ryan's now had, what, a week and a half going on two weeks and hasn't said a word about it. The interesting thing is the press is just saying, Jim, you know, you're the family values guy. Are you not going to give us any statement about what's going on? You know, I, I can tell you that if I had been in Congress, Anybody who knows me knows that all hell would have broken loose if I had gotten wind of anything like that. You just don't, you don't, you don't, you don't pussyfoot around with anything like that. You just get it done. So, does it have an impact? I, I don't, I don't know. That, it does have an impact. It's just another what's going on in Washington. That's mm -hmm. part of the throw the bums out mentality. A lot has been made about the fact that you helped organize Iraq War protests before we invaded. Before you even decided to run, 
Before I thought about running. Before you thought about running. <laughs> Do you feel now... Not, not, not in a I told you so sort of way, but do you feel somewhat vindicated now that a majority of Americans agree with your position that the Iraq war was a mistake and that it's been mishandled? I just, when, when Steve and I decided to speak out, and that was the first time I'd ever done anything like that, I could not, could not physically be silent. I thought that what we were doing would end up very much the way it is today. And I'm not certainly, in no way, shape, or form do I want to pull, and I told you so, would just be our country has to find solutions right now. So looking backward, is not, it would be the worst thing that we could do. I am personally encouraged and have hope. I think people expect a candidate to go out and share hope, and I hope that I, I do that. But I need hope, you know. I need hope. <laughs> Things are a mess. This James Baker Iraq study group, have you heard about that? Yeah. We started, we started actually monitoring information about that last, um, late last spring, early summer, and found out about it. And I'm very glad now. I've been talking about it for about two or three weeks publicly. But I'm very glad now that James Baker is open about what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's a bipartisan group of people who are doing everything they can to get above the politics. Um, the whole thing with Iraq right now is at a point where we have to find solutions. That whole, it just makes me furious to have it come down to cut and run or stay the course. You know, it's just, we don't have a democracy if we're going to try to give the American voter that's your two options. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just wrong. Um, but I personally have a great deal of faith that we're going to, after the election, and I'm good with that, if they did it before the election, it would just become political. And everybody would take some stand that they thought would help them. So James Baker, Lee Hamilton, Sandra Day O'Connor, this whole thing has about 10 to 12 statesmen and women, policy diplomats, military, people who are respected um, and can get beyond the politics. It gives me more hope than I've had, I've had for years, to be honest. Well, on the topic of world events, North Korea, how would you, as an elected congresswoman, handle a situation like that. Yeah. What uh, what should we do about North Korea, basically? <laughs> you know, the whole thing is about power. And I, I just disagree with George Bush 100%. If you don't, strong people, strong leaders will negotiate with their enemies. They'll talk to their enemies. It's only the weak, I won't even call George Bush a leader at this point, only weak people won't talk to their enemies. You don't have to give. You don't have to... Um, you, 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 it's certainly not a loss to talk, and I think that's not what's only wrong with our country. But we've taken that same philosophy and taken it to the world now. If you don't, if you don't agree with us, we're not even going to talk to you. It's destabilized everything. Again, James Baker um, was quoting Ike Eisenhower um, recently in the last few days, and again said, "If we're going to be strong, a position of strength." is to talk with our enemies. So, did I mention that I have hope? <laughs> Repeat. Did I mention how much that helps me get up in the morning? And I, I keep, I, keep hate, uh, I, I hate to keep pounding on these seemingly hopeless oh, situations. No, 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 They are, they are. And I think there's some breaks. That's what I tried to tell these kids here today. They're going to be part of history. People are in a different frame of mind right now. And they're, if we hadn't changed anything... We, were gonna, we are going to crash and burn in many, many areas. But there is hope. There is hope. Sudan and the Darfur genocide, 
do you think that America should take a more active role in preventing said genocide? <laughs> but what if I told you that I really don't have an opinion on that? Mm. Um, what if, you, it's truly, honestly, the first time I've, I've gotten the question. It's not, and there's not an easy answer to it. Um, we don't have the military. We don't have the budget. I don't know what we would do. It would be nice if we could go in and, first of all, we have trade agreements, and, and much of what's going on with Africa comes from we've just absolutely wrecked their subsidized, or excuse me, not uh, their, their subsistence farming. So much of what's going on in the world's economy comes back to, again, have winners and big, big losers in Africa certainly as part of the losers in the economics. I don't have a solution, mm. and I'd rather not just start mouthing off about things that I really don't know. It breaks my heart to see what's happening and, and to feel like um, we can do something and we should do something. I'm just not sure what. Fair enough. Appreciate the honesty. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi is given a 100-hour plan mm -hmm. if the Democrats take back the House. Mm -hmm. What would your 100-hour plan be? What would be your priorities upon being elected into a Democratic majority in the House of Representatives? I have three priorities. One is to get the word out and to pound the message to home that we have to break the, the tie between money and elections and money and legislation. And so I, I use that as my number one priority because I have the bully pulpit, because <laughs> I can. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we can get to solutions as long as that's the problem. The, the second and third priorities are health care and the environment. And I think in each and one of those that we have about 18 to 24 months to put together a strong bipartisan solution. Neither one of them is going to be perfect. Okay, Let's get real. There are 300 million of us in this country. And the fact is, if there's a problem with anything, then the other side stands up and says, well, there's a problem. We can't do that. Well, we're at a completely deadlock and a standstill. And we have to do something. It's got to be bipartisan. And I, I hope that because of my background, raised as a very, very conservative um, Republican and now a moderate Democrat, uh, I, I, I just hope and I pray literally that we'll find a way that to, to pull that together. People use different language, Gavin, conservatives and liberals. And so much of the time, they don't even understand what the other side is saying. And sometimes I literally translate and go, no, 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 that's not what they mean. This is what they mean on both sides. And so we're at a time where we're going to come together, and I, I sense that. What has disturbed you or troubled you the most about the Bush administration? Oh, let me count the ways. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, I just can't. If I start, if I start in on it, I'll never stop. Uh, you know, I mean, I just can't go there. Right. You reside in Topeka, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it's is, a good question. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I understand. It's a, it's a broad question. It's much. a broad question. But you live in Topeka. This is more specified. Uh, is Fred Phelps and the Westboro Baptist Church crazy or stupid? <laughs> oh, I think they're dangerous. Um, but I think they ultimately, you know, I, I spoke out before we went to Iraq. And there were a lot of people who thought that that was the wrong thing to do. Now, as, as you say, they're, they're starting to say, well, maybe she did have some good ideas. I mean, she did it for the right reason. I don't know about Fred Phelps. The, man's, the man is a nutcase, that's for sure. <laughs> um, and it, it breaks my heart that he's 
affiliated with Kansas. Um, the, the pharmaceutical industry is pretty, um, it's global on the research and development side for sure, and I've had a chance to do a lot of travel internationally, and Kansas unfortunately is known for evolution and Fred Phelps, and that, you know, don't think that it doesn't, it really doesn't have an impact when we're trying to bring high-tech businesses and, and biosciences and things here. Um, it does hurt our image. So he's a, he's a nutcase. <laughs> Finally, why should Kansas voters vote for you other than Jim Ryan? Well, <laughs> let me count the ways <laughs> on that one too, Gavin. Um, I, I think Jim started off with the right idea maybe 10 years ago. I don't know. Um, he's, he's never had the courage to ask questions. They've just basically done what he's been told to do, with, some, with a few exceptions. Um, but we've got to have leadership. The second district of Kansas is not big, huge corporations. We are family farmers and businesses. We're working people. We're teachers and veterans. Um, we've got three public universities. Excuse me, four public universities. So we don't have a voice in Congress right now. And that lack of not only votes that help, but leadership on what are we going to do about the issues that are affecting the second district of Kansas. Keep in mind, the second district is not Lawrence is a is a very wonderful and unique part of the second district. But we've got twenty out of twenty six counties that are rural. What are we going to do about jobs and and health care and energy policy? Those kinds of they are affecting everybody's daily lives. Jim Ryan, I think, is not only voting wrong, but he's he's not in there working. And I am a worker and a problem solver. I don't have a passive bone in my body. And we'll sit and, and say, what are we going to do to provide for a strong middle class, whether you're in rural America or suburbia um, or New York City? And uh, that's what's lacking right now. And I think, again, Kansas is just missing that leadership. And since I am from Lawrence.com, I would be remiss if I did not ask you, this is one of our regular features, uh, what are you listening to right now? What am I listening yes, to? Yes, music-wise. What am I listening to? Music-wise? Yes. Oh, don't ask. <laughs> or what, uh, what albums would you... NPR. <laughs> albums that maybe have influenced you. Music? Favorite albums, yes. Oh, don't or favorite that. bands. Don't, no, no, don't ask. Artists? Oh, no. I'm, I'm a classical music buff. That's fine. Yeah. So, no, I'm a geek. When you get right down to it, I am a, I am, I'm a, a math and science and kind of geeky person on stuff like that. I was raised with virtually no television, yeah. raised without a lot of um, a lot of pop culture. So it's my it's I just don't know a lot about it. Favorite composers? Favorite composers, oh my goodness, Brahms and Brahms and, and Brahms. Did I mention Brahms? <laughs> um, and then Ravel is just one of my dearest favorite composers. Um, and I dear I love um, I love I love all of it, but anyway. So no, I, I'm not. I, I don't. I'm, pop culture is one of the really um, blind sides that I have. Right. Uh-huh. So okay, let me. Uh, this might be, this might be more up your alley. Actually, just I, I've I've never seen Friends. Somebody made me watch West Wing. I've watched um, Commander in Chief once, and they were good. I, I'll tell you that I am. I'm not very much fun to watch television with. I am appalled at sex and violence on TV. I'm appalled at the lack of respect that I see. 
And I can't, I just, I talk about them. And I go, get that off of there. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that we need censorship, um, but I understand and I wish Democrats would understand. This is so much the failure of the two to understand each other. Republicans are much more vocal, and I feel the same way. They're worried about their 13-year-old daughters. They don't want them to be sexually active at 12, 13, 14, and 15. They want them to wait for marriage, or they want them to wait until they're mature enough to make good decisions. And Democrats just absolutely don't even, they just, they just blow that off. Well, I, I, having not watched very much television, anytime it's on, I just go, get that off. I find it, you know, so... Okay, again, this might be more your speed. What are you reading right now? <laughs> what am I reading right now? Um, I'm reading actually a book that uh, a Native American woman gave me called Every Day is a Good Day by um, the, the woman who, I can't think of her Indian name right now. And it's, it's upbeat. Um, it's also um, very painful in a lot of ways to read what some people have been through, but they always come back to some sense of balance and faith. So that's what's by the that's what's by my bedstand right now. What book would you recommend that everyone read? Oh, what book would I recommend that everyone read? Not um, necessarily from a philosophical level, but sure. just from a novel that you've enjoyed. Um, I think there's some books. Um, a book that I read that I would. I'm not saying that I agree with everything that's in it, or even the way that it's stated. But there's a book called God's Politics um, that I think a lot of people are reading, and about you know, about getting a little bit more in touch with what the faith is all about and a lot of the misconceptions. People truly understand that Jesus Christ was a man of faith and they have a little they have a hard time sometimes seeing that <laughs> when it's used for political purposes. They don't, you know so it's it's a very interesting book about faith and just about why people call it why we call ourselves Christians and that's about love God, love each other, and get the heck out of everybody else's business for crying <laughs> out loud. I mean, those are all. So just an interesting book, again, anything that brings people together. Um, there's a lot of misunderstanding about, about religion right now. So. Nancy Boyd, again, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy campaign schedule well, for speaking with I us. I enjoy it. Had fun. And just for the record, I think it's adorable that our congressional candidate only listens to classical music and calls herself a nerd. And for the sake of balance and journalistic integrity, I also think Jim Ryan looks adorable in jogging shorts. There you go. Thank you for joining us on this latest installment on our special coverage of the upcoming midterm elections. I am Gavin. This has been Punditocracy. Feel free to leave comments on our Lawrence.com page. Visit our MySpace page, www.myspace.com backslash Punditocracy. Email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com. Thank you to Nancy Boyda. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. He's got a big gold ring with sales.